0: Introducing the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Jr. 50th. One of the highest-rated cigars in the industry is now available in a special rounded torpedo size. Celebrate our 50th anniversary in style with this iconic limited edition smoke. Only available at JrCigars.com. There we go, Matt. We are on the air, my friends. Uh, We're back. It's uh, episode 309 (laughs) of Smoke Night Live. Now, if you're watching the show and if you watched uh, Wednesday night's Flavor Odyssey, uh, you'll know that uh, Jordan, Wonder Kid producer boy Jordan, the guy who normally is pushing all the buttons and all the knobs and turning and twisting, does all the things that we do. He wasn't there because uh, him and uh, Sarah uh, went to the hospital. She was in labor. And uh, now we're back on Friday, Matt, and there's a new addition to the uh, Smoke Night Live team. As in the new baby? The new baby. The new baby. Super cute. We have a new dojo. We have (laughs) a new baby. The Uh, new producer. Little uh, Penny Mae. She was uh, 7 pounds, 3 ounces, uh, healthy uh baby mommy's doing well Jordan is doing well uh family's doing well but uh because of that of course Matt is back in the producers seat is it weird that I'm more nervous about tonight than I was Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> no Matt you're doing a fine you're doing a fine <laughs> job filling in for Jordan he's uh you know obviously uh he knows all the buttons to push and the knobs to turn, but but if he doesn't come back soon, we might not need him. Anymore. Yeah, I mean, the more me and you get used to this, he's out. You know, he, I'm in. We, who needs Jordan when when we don't need him? But um, anyways, so congratulations to uh, yes. that's that's my grandchild cheers. number. Uh, yes, yes. A cheers toast to the new addition. Cheers to grandchild I know they can't number see it, five. But toast. Mm. Ah, fantastic. Um, so so yeah so. Um, so yeah if you're if you're friends with Jordan on Facebook or on the DojoVerse.com, you can uh, shoot him a uh, congratulations blah 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 he all loves that kind of things he loves those things you know how Jordan is hey uh, real quick some housekeeping before we bring on our guest a uh, um, couple things going on oh that was our first mistake man that was our first mistake a- anyways um, uh, uh, the big Camacho contest—we're giving away ten of those big ceramic, ten of them, those big ceramic Camacho ashtrays. And uh, so, to enter, you just have to be a, a member of the Camacho group on Dojoverse.com, and then at the in that group, there's a uh, pinned post at the top. All you gotta do is respond. You can respond once a day. Every time you respond, boom—that's an entry into the contest. We'll be picking ten random winners. A week from yesterday, because we're going to do a virtual event with George Rammy from Camacho, um, that virtual event uh, will be pairing some the Factory Unleashed Camacho with some beef jerky, some Jack Link's beef jerky, and some Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. So if you want to participate in the entire, you know, get the full effect of that virtual event that we're going to do, that special event we're going to do next Thursday... Try to get yourself some Factory Unleashed Camacho, some Jack Link's Beef Jerky, and some Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue (laughs) sauce. And here's the cool thing. If you participate in that event, that is the one, that virtual event badge is the one badge that's holding everybody up from getting their name on the wall of fame. And your name goes on the wall of fame in the dojo verse in the Camacho group. But get this, it also goes up physically in the Camacho factory in honduras your name will be permanently placed in honduras on the factory wall so this is a huge thing coming up next thursday night november 11th and by the way we're just so you know november 11th is also veterans day scotty yes sir and every year we have a big we have a big giveaway Yep. So there'll be another thing going on that day. Like that at week fr- uh, Thursday coming up, November 11th, is going to be a huge day yeah, on the yeah, dojo. You know
1: what? Just just, you know, call in sick. Yeah. <clears throat> take a vacation day. Do what you got to do. You got to be there. That's you've, what it has to be.
0: You've got to be you there. You've got to be there. All day long. So especially if you were in any of the armed forces, um, you have a chance to win even more that day. So it's just going to be it's going to be an incredible day. So please mark your calendars for that. Be prepared. And uh, let's get to our show. Folks, it wasn't that long ago, uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. And um, Eric Bay uh, from Black Star Line Cigars came out to Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, hung out here at Dojo Studios at the Dojo Party, and then the next night at the other Dojo Party, and then the next day at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest in Broomfield, Colorado. And we just had such a great time. We, hook up, we, we, we hung out with him. And he's one of the coolest dudes you're ever going to meet. And he's, he's, he's got some buzz going in the industry. So we thought we want to bring him on tonight, let you guys get to know the line, what they're trying to accomplish, and get to know Eric. Because, you know, let's face it, another we, we need more Eric's in the cigar industry. Now, I mean, granted, you know, me and Eric Espinoza are probably the two best-looking Eric's in the industry. But maybe tonight... Maybe tonight that will change. Welcome to Smoke Night Live, Eric Bay from Black Starline Cigars. How you doing, Eric?
1: I'm good, brother. How about you? Oh man,
0: I'm doing great. I mean, already, already, I can tell you that you've you've surpassed Eric Espinosa as one of the two best-looking Eric's in the industry. Now, uh, granted, I'm, I'm looking for that top spot. Man. Yeah, you're looking for the top spot. You're, you, I think you'll easily probably make that. Now, you do spell your name slightly different. I don't know if I've ever met another. Eric with an A.
1: Yeah, so everybody in my family's name starts with an A. Oh. So There's Arthur Senior, Arthur Junior, Alice is my mom, Andre, Arnold, and me. So I was I- actually supposed to be a girl. They were just gonna <laughs> name me Erica, but I, I came out. <laughs> it deterred them from naming me Erica. So. Uh,
0: well, uh, we're super excited to have you on the show tonight. Um, you're the owner and operator of Black Star Line Cigars. And, um, I know on the, the Dojoverse, um, a lot of guys that were at the party at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest got to know you, hung out that night. That was sort of like, uh, you know, I mean, I'd met you at, uh, TPE, uh, a while before mm-hmm. that, but then we got to spend a bit more time at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, had a really good time. So I thought it'd be fun to bring you on the show. Uh, talk about the brand, get, let people get to know, you know um, the genesis of the brand, the challenges of the brand, and all that kind of stuff. So first let's start off uh, by talking about uh, what you were doing you know, before you got into the cigar industry. Everybody dreams about having their own cigar brand, right? So what were you doing before Black Star Line Cigars?
1: Well i always had sales careers. Uh, I got two MBAs and I'm halfway through law school. So when I was finishing law school, I got a call from the uh, fire department, Chicago Fire Department. So I'm currently a retired Chicago firefighter. Okay. And uh, basically, uh, I was at the firehouse, man, and, uh, you know, I started smoking uh, cigars on a regular basis at the firehouse. And then that's when I got the idea of wanting to start, you know, a uh, cigar line. Because I, I just grew a love for the leaf, like, really fast. I smoked uh, here and there way before that. But I started smoking consistently at the firehouse. And then that's when I, I was like, man, I, I, I love this leaf. I love <laughs> it. It's so relaxing. And, and, you know, you know, you have good conversations, listen to good music while you're smoking a cigar. So I was sitting where I am now in my, in my man cave. And uh, I was thinking about a business. And I was just like, man, I, I didn't know what it was going to be. Then I kept looking at my hand, and I was like, "Man, you know, if you love the cigar so much, you should make a run at, at doing cigars." Because when you when you're doing things that you love, it's, it's not really work, you know. So that's when I reached out to my buddy Derek. Uh, he's a childhood friend of mine, and uh, he's been smoking longer than me. And I asked him, like, "Hey, man, you you want to help me start a cigar line?" And he was like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" <laughs> yeah. Now, so wait, now <laughs> wait a minute. Now
0: let's back up just a tad. How long ago? Hmm. How long ago was this? How many years ago were we talking?
1: Mm, we've been in business actually um, two years and eight days.
0: You got all from your watch. Probably, yeah, he's, uh, he's got it on his watch. He's like, oh, <laughs> there it is. is. a time. There's just a timer <laughs> running, it's Matt. It's just constantly clock. running. Yeah, ever since they started the business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So uh, I don't know. This might have been four years ago. Okay, roughly. Mm-hmm.
0: Now uh, the so I, I I know you called your friend and you said, hey, let's. Let's do this let's think about starting our own line and so then what was the like the very like your very first step like I mean th- to me that just seems like th- there could have been a million things you could have done you could have uh, maybe that was you you thought of the name and I think there's some cool historic significance to the name that maybe we'll talk about but what was the very yeah. what was the very first thing uh, that you did after you had this phone call with with there.
1: Well, yeah, first thing is the name, uh, Black Star Line Cigars. It's uh, Black Star Line Cigars is Marcus Garvey's shipping company. So his idea was to ship goods and people back to Africa. But he was buying dilapidated ships at the time, so the ships couldn't make it from America back to Africa. So he only made it to the, uh, the islands like Bahamas and Trinidad and stuff like that. So that was the first step. Then the second step was how exactly are we going to get into the industry? So lucky for us, at the time, um, JD from uh, Drew Estates was coming out with his liquor line. Mm -hmm. So he came to Chicago a lot because Benny's here is a a big liquor chain here in Chicago. So, you know, it's a a good place to have your product at. So he will come and do events at Benny's and then he will come to Casa de Monte Cristo and uh, release his UF4 for Halloween and that type of thing. So we started networking at, at Drew Estate events and got very acquainted with JD. First, he gave us his email. Didn't get any kind of response from that. Went to another event. He remembered us from the last event because he has a great memory.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, He
1: remembered remembered us. And then he gave us his phone number. I told him, I was like, bro, I'm emailing you and I'm not getting any kind of response. So, you know, what's up? So he gave his phone number. Still didn't get any kind of response from him. (laughs) So I actually went to see him. uh, He was way up north in Lincoln Park. It's like Lincoln Park is like an hour away from where I live. And uh, it just so happened that particular day I was burying my father. And right after we buried my father, I drove all the way up north to see J.D. So that's how serious I was about getting into the business, you know. And I was just like, I'm not going to let anything deter me from getting what I want. So J.D. suggested that we reach out to Sandy at El El Titan Bronx in uh, Miami. And for those that don't know, that's Willie Herrera's family from Drew Estates and, you know. (laughs) Cagliocco. You're right, you're right. Yeah, Cagliocco. So. They got a lot of good uh, uh, cigars and good companies that, that work with that factory, the historic factory in Miami on Calle Ultra. So we calling and calling and calling Sandy, but she wasn't in the um, factory because uh, her mother was sick. So we kept calling and kept getting told, hey, call back next week, uh, call back next week, every time we call. So it was getting a bit frustrating. So I thought about it and I was like, hey, I'm gonna send her some uh, flowers you know, wish the family well, wish your mother well, well wishes, all that type of stuff. So I sent the flowers down there. They would not hear shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, so we just kept waiting and trying to reach out to other factories and that type of thing. So it might have been another couple of months went by. And then uh, out of the blue, it was like a voice in my head was like, hey, call right now. So I called Derek and I was like, hey, man, we're going to call Sandy right now and see, see what's going on. So we hopped on three-way, call down there. So the gatekeeper, uh, Pinky was her name, I think it was. They used to answer phones. phone. She had left. So Giselle, her daughter, answered the phone. So we asked for Sandy, and she was like, oh, yeah, she's right here. Handed the phone right over to her. So we told her who we were, and she said, you were the nice guys that sent me those flowers a couple of months ago, right? And we said, yeah, that was us. She said, I'm going I'm to do that blend for y'all. Oh, wow. So, that's what that's when our first two blends uh we we called the first two blends El Milagro it's still called El Milagro. Um uh, we called the first two blends El Milagro and El Milagro means the miracle in Spanish cuz we felt it was a miracle that we even you know we are new guys and we got hooked up with El Titan de Bronze out the gate so that was that was a miracle to us but that's why we named the uh the cigar the miracle.
0: Now if you don't if you're not familiar with El, El Titan de Bronze it's it's in the little old old Miami area there and a little Cuban area, super cool, and it's a very, very small factory. There might be, I don't know, like 16 uh, bunchers and rollers at total. It's actually, 10. 10, 10. okay. Uh, 10. And so they don't make brands for just anybody. There's a lot of folks that would love to have their brands made there. Nowadays, um, they might still do some La Polina stuff. They do, obviously, they do some... Mm-hmm. Uh, Herrera S. Lee, Miami. They do the Cohiba down there. Um, so that, you you know, it's, Warped. it's yeah, they do some warp stuff. Obviously the uh, Don Ronaldo is rolled there and a few others. Um, so you getting in there, I mean, Eric, that's a testament to your, to that lucky phone call. And you're, you know, doing it the right way, studying those flowers. That was a, a that was a serious score on your part. Just uh, getting in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the flowers really put her up. Her because, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know she, I didn't know she liked flowers like that until I actually sent them to her, and uh, she told me she was like, "Oh, you know, you know how to treat a woman, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, my, my wife says so every once in a
0: while." <laughs> Sandy is the sweetest person. I've I've spent a lot of time in that little back room there, at the little table where uh, mm-hmm. Willie used to do blends before he was with Drew Estate, and um, yeah. it's just a, a super charming. Uh, a little, you know, a little cigar factory. It's one of the, like, I mean, there's a few cigar factories left in the States. That's one of the more charming ones that you can go into. And they do some really, really awesome house blends as well. Um, so if you're in the Miami area, it's something that every time we're in the Miami area, Eric, we always make a visit uh, to see Sandy have some uh, pastries in the back there. And, uh, but that's just Yeah, some Cuban coffee, man. What a cool story. So then um so she said she's going to do the blends for you. And then so then what happens? Like uh how do, how do you do you fly down there? Do you do you meet her down there or what's the next step?
1: Yeah, I, I waited until they started rolling them pretty good and then um it was time for me to go visit so I went down and visited and I sat I sat in the factory for 3 days straight. Uh watched them roll, take pictures with the, the with the uh the rollers and sat with Sandy and then Willie showed up and I sat and smoked with him and met uh, H from uh Corona cigars. And, you know, just met a lot of, a lot of good people down there, just sitting down there waiting and, and, and and looking at, looking at my product being made and just being amazed that it was even being made.
0: Now, how did you, how did you come up with the blend that, that, that initial part of it? Did you sort of say like, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And then, left it to them, or how did that process happen?
1: Well, the original El Milagro, uh, one of them was a Nick, uh, uh, Mexican San Andreas with an uh, Ecuadorian Binder and, and Nicaraguan filler, And then the other one is a Sun Grown Habano with an uh, Ecuadorian Binder and Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. So I just basically told her, like, what strength I wanted. I'm a huge fan of Mexican San Andreas rappers. And then, you know, I told her, like, what Binder and filler I was looking for. And, you know, they rolled it up and sent it to me. So originally, they weren't strong enough for me. So I called her, and I was like, Sandy, the, the samples are good. They're just not strong enough. And I was like, I need more Ligero in there. So she was like, ah, más fuerte, huh? I was like, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby, I need it stronger. So, so they, redid, they redid them, sent me some more samples. They added more Ligero in it, because the flavor profile was fine. It was just the strength factor wasn't, wasn't there. So, that's when I, I told her to just add some more strength to it and I think it'll be fine. And it turned out that it was, you know. So that's, that's how I came up with it. But, you know, I, I base a lot of stuff off of other stuff that I've smoked, other flavor profiles that i smoke smoking, mm-hmm. Because I, I smoke a lot, at least three cigars a day, if not more. And so my palate developed, even though I've not been smoking maybe about eight years or so, my palate developed really fast because I never really smoked the same thing. I'm always smoking something different because I need to know the different characteristics of, of tobacco and, and know what I like and know what I don't like. So that's how I came up with with those two blends. So Derek helped me with the blends
0: too. uh, How big of a run were the initial two blends? Because at that point, you know, you don't know if you're just going to smoke all of these yourself. (laughs) You know, like you (laughs) never know, like right? Like you you hope. I remember when we our very first cigar that we did was the Undercrown Dogma with Drew Estate, and Mm -hmm. I remember thinking to myself. You know, now it seems silly looking back on it because that product happened to be so popular. But before it went on sale, Eric, you know, I was thinking like, man, I'd I'd be excited if like you know a hundred of these sold, like you know a hundred of these funnels sold, and like obviously like they went in like super fast. But so so you're making these blends and you don't really have a place to sell them yet. You know what 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 do you do now? Like how big of a run was that? And did you have a plan for? You know, hey, where are we going to sell this? Is it going to be like a local Chicago kind of thing? Are we going to go national? What was the thought process right then?
1: Um. Well, my, my thoughts was always to be national. I never wanted to be a local cigar. Never. You know, I always think big for anything that I'm doing. So, I honestly, when I, when, when we, we did two, for each blend, it was 1,500 cigars a piece. They were Toro's. And then, like, being new to the industry, I honestly didn't know what the hell I was doing. So <laughs> I'm going to be painfully honest, you know. I, I love know that. I was doing. So I, um, I'm good friends with Don at uh, Underground in Fort Worth. And I'm a customer of his as well. So I was talking to him about an order that I had placed. And I just mentioned to him, like, hey, man, I, you know, I got a cigar that's coming out through El Titan. And he was like, wait a minute, El Titan? He was like, dude, that's my favorite factory like ever. He was like, You're gonna sell it through our shop, right? And I was like, Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you want shit, yeah, of course. So, Don and Underground were my very first customers, bro. They they bought uh numerous boxes from me, and he hadn't even smoked the cigar. I,
0: I so, a little a little fun fact for you, Eric. Uh, mm. you're talking about Don Wiggins, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don Wiggins was an original dojo OG. guy, he was an OG. Uh. He was an OG dojo guy. I actually did the underground logo for him way, way back wow, in the day. He's a super cool guy. We were buddies way back in the day. And he decided, kind of like you, that he wanted to be in the cigar industry. And uh, when I met him, he was he was just a dojo guy. And eventually, he went on to start that shop, and they've done really well. So that's yeah. super cool. So there's a little bit of synergy here. So, so Don says, hey, I want to sell your cigar. And so like, boom, you're thinking like, wow, we already got our first account, man.
1: Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I had my first account. I didn't even have the (laughs) cigar. So, and then, you know, when I got them and I shipped them down there, they were well received and everybody loved them. You know, and we just went from there, you know, and just started. And then once, once I knew what I was doing with him, then I started to understand what I needed to do to get, you know, for my vision of being nationwide. So I started reaching out to a bunch of different shops and some shops here in, in Chicago picked this up. And then, you know, word started getting around and then I started sending out samples to get the cigars reviewed. So I can, you know, so, there, so they'll be on the Internet and people can read about them and see, you know, what, what what other people think of the cigar, not just what I think about it, but what somebody that quote-unquote professionally reviews cigars think. And, they you know, they got great ratings. And, the. Uh, San Andreas, the Boston Jimmy rated the San Andreas as a ninety-two, and he rated the Habano as a ninety. You know, so it, um, you know, it got good, uh, good reviews, and you know, it was, it was the the company started to grow legs. The only issue was was the price point for the cigar because coming out of El Titan, I'm oh. buying tobacco in America, which means the tobacco is going to be higher. Right. So, and therefore, if I'm going to Keystone it, then that means that the, you know, for them to sell the MSRP, I came out the gate. The cigar was about 16 dollars a piece right great cigar it was just pricey but those that know el titan de bronze they know that everything from el titan de bronze is pricey because of where it is located just right. like you could tell the difference between price point between like kyle from Warwick when he's doing something with el titan and he's doing something with So you could tell the difference in price point because of the the difference of where he's getting it from the tobacco so so and i went back to sandy and i let her know i was like hey I, i'm almost sold out of this run but i was like you know the price one is high so then that's when she was like all right well let's let's do the same blends in the robusto because it's not as much tobacco and therefore the, the the uh the cigar isn't gonna cost as much so i was able to scale the price down with right. that. and then i went with <laughs> i was just experimenting I, I did away with boxes and just did all bundles and uh and sean williams Read me the riot act and let me know, like, bro, you gotta have some boxes, man. Like, I, he was like, dude, I, I know you know you're trying to cut back costs and all that, but he was like, you gotta have boxes, especially if you want to be nationwide and you want to have a presence in, in lounges nationwide, you gotta have boxes. So, right I, after that run, I went back to boxes and I do half boxes, half bundles,
0: yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you know, obviously, we do a lot of bundled stuff, but that's because they're that super limited sort of yeah. runs. But yeah, if you if you want to be in brick and mortar shops, that was good advice uh, from Sean. Um, yeah. Because uh, brick and mortar, they need to be able to place that on the on the shelf like that. Now uh, we're going to get back to the next step that Eric took from there. Uh, but first, uh, folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high end boxes plus a large selection of cigar accessories. This year, Matt, Ooh. JR is celebrating their 50th anniversary. 50. They'll be celebrating all year long with amazing promotions, contest sweepstakes, and several limited run projects with some of your favorite manufacturers. Join JR in celebrating 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. In fact, one of those, Matt, Scott, one of those, this came out this past week is the JR 50th Herrera Esteli. Uh, that is one I got to get my hands oh, I on. Know. I know. I saw that, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Just take my money. <laughs> take my money, please. Because, hey, uh, to this day, the Herrera Esteli Lonsdale, Oh, it yeah. is one of the, it, it's still one of my favorite Drew Estate Cigars I've ever smoked. Pinnacle. It's, pinnacle. it's a pinnacle cigar in that vitola. Yes, it's that vitola. But I do want to try this. They're this, all good, but that vitola is something special. It is something special. Now, uh, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna get our hands on some of those from from, from Jr. So congrats to Jr. on their fifty. They've done a. They've had an incredible year, like some of the products that they've released, the Davidoff and so on and so forth. So big, big year from them. Congrats to the boys and Nick and all the guys at JR. Uh, We are talking to Eric Bay, Black Starline Cigars. This is episode 309, Matt. We just keep making episodes. They just keep coming. They just keep coming. We can't stop it. (laughs) No, Jordan, doesn't matter. Me and Matt will figure it out. We don't care. Uh, But uh, thank you guys for joining us on Facebook. Please Share the show uh, on your own timeline if you are listening on Spotify or iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, and whatnot. Uh, give us a five star rating if you like the show and you, you like what we're doing and you want to see us continue uh, to make episode 310. <laughs> uh, that really does mean a lot to us. Uh, if, if you can do that, all right. So, let's uh rejoin our conversation with Eric, Eric Bay. Eric, so, um uh, this so far this story that you've told us i have to say yeah. it's it's gone amazingly smooth uh, to this point i mean it seems like there was this vase of this vase of flowers vase do you say vase you say va- i don't know. Uh, vase. Uh, <laughs> vase of flowers <laughs> that just boat. it just kick started the whole thing and um, and now you're to the point where okay like uh the people are the cigars are well received, uh, but they are expensive, and because they're being made in the United States, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that, but it's a little tricky okay. to, you know, sell a seventeen, sixteen-dollar cigar. Um, so then, what do you do next? How do you tackle that uh, price point? How do you get that down?
1: All right, so like I said, when uh, when I told Sandy about, you know, the complaints I was getting, because we're a new company and everybody's looking for us to come out the gate with like a $6 cigar, you're not going to get that from Meltight in their No. So I told her, like, hey, is there anything we do about the price point? So we scaled it down to a Robusto Vitola, and that, that lowered the price point down. So we, you know, I ordered more, and we, we kept on moving. So in the meantime, I ran into Sean Williams a couple of times. And initially, when I met him, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> I was at uh, Matchstick in uh, Jefferson, Indiana, because there was a Rumor Craft event there. So I went out there to get the craft, uh, whatever year was what, 2020 or, or 2019, whatever craft that was that was coming out, and it was exclusively sold at that lounge. So I reached out to Jeff and I told him I was like, "Hey, man, and you know, can you send me a box?" He said, "No, it's only in person." So I was like, "Hey, I'm in Chicago." you know, I'll drive down to get it. So he was like, man, that's about four hours, but if you drive down to get them, I'm guaranteeing that you're going to get the boxes. So my cousin and I hopped in the car, and we drove down there, and that's when I first met Sean Williams. He had a he was doing something there at, at the lounge. Like I said, I had no idea who he was, and um, that's when I met Skip and, 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 uh, and Mike because uh, they ended up coming to the event. So I ran into Sean in Atlanta, and uh, I actually had my cigar. So, I, you know, I gave him one and he was like, bro, you can tell me you were trying to do this. I was, I was just simply like, hey, man, I didn't know you. So, I, you know, I don't just tell everybody my business. I didn't know who you were. So he ended up coming to Chicago and I met him at the lounge at his event and we're talking and he's like, hey, man, what you what do you want to do with Black Star Line? So I, I told him exactly what I told you. all: I love El Titan, but the prices are high because I'm buying it in America. So he's like, what do you want to do? You want to work with the sensor, you want to so say named a bunch of packers. So I'm a big fan of Warped and what he's done and what Kyle has done. So I said, you know, I think I want to work with Agon So he was like, hey, man, give me a day. I'll get back to you. He called me the next day. He was like, hey, I talked to Terrence Riley personally for you. And he was like, he's waiting for you to call. Hmm. So I called Terrence, and Terrence was ready to go. He was like, hey, man, what, what, what type of blends are you looking for? So this is I, the I sent him night two of blends. Life. Oh, there's Joel Osteen. So I sent him two blends one was warwitch and one was the other blend was a brand that I probably won't ever release cuz I didn't really care for it so Terrence was like all right cool you know he he sent me the samples and I, I smoked warwitch first and I was just blown away mm-hmm. like it was just a, an amazing stick from jump street like I didn't have to change a thing to it and nothing n- add, no add more I didn't have to add any more strength to it I didn't have to change a binder I had to do a damn thing to it the way Warwish, the original Warwitch is now is the way that it was from Inception. So they did a great job in following exactly what I wanted to do with that cigar. And Warwitch is the one that really like got us a lot of attention. That's what got us in all the magazines and got us all the accolades and stuff and it helped to push El Milagro as well. So so that's how I, I got hooked up with Aganor
0: to leave. Yeah. Now, I mean, okay. So a couple things. Uh, if you're if you're listening uh, and you're not sure some of these names, um, Sean Williams, he's the national brand rep for Cohiba. Uh, super cool dude. Uh, in fact, just this week they announced the uh, Cohiba Eight. Did you see that, Scotty? Uh, oh yeah. It's a uh, ten count, ten count, uh, cool, really cool presentation in a briefcase, and these will be sold uh, predominantly. At um, duty free shops you around, want to split a box with me. Sure, it's just twenty five hundred bucks. <laughs> 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 so, so you, you you gotta have your wallet ready. But Sean doesn't jack around like uh, when he does a uh, when he does a high end product, he does a high end product. So what er- the advice yeah. Eric was getting from you know Sean, he's coming from uh, this one side of things, and then now now he's talking with Terrence Riley, who's from Aganor Salif. And, you know, obviously Terrence did the Reviver with us. He did the Bonsai with us and some other projects. So uh, so you're getting really great advice so far. You've, you've gotten advice from Jonathan Drew. You've gotten advice from Sean Williams. And now you're dealing with Terrence Riley. And he sent you some blends. And you're blown away. And now you're thinking to yourself probably, Eric, and I'm just speaking for you a little bit here. You're thinking like, wow, like I can now the price point has probably halved you know, a, a yeah. little. You know, almost, right? Yeah, it
1: dropped. It dropped. Yeah, it dropped. Yeah, and that, that helped me out tremendously uh, with the price point. It also helped me out tremendously that the, the blend was fantastic, because, like I said, when when Warwick hit hit the the uh, the masses, it just grew legs. Like it's almost to the point Warwick is so popular they think that's the only cigar that I sell, mm. and I'm like, no, the other cigars are just as good, actually. Actually, the the, um, the red and black label of uh, El Malagro, the original version is the a, is a Mexican Santa dress. That's actually my personal favorite out of all of them. You know? But Warwick, I think it's because it's a Connecticut shade with a Nicaraguan butter, Nicaraguan filler, and people were thinking it was like your grandfather's Connecticut, and it's not. Like, it's very flavorful. It's got spicy honey in it. It's creamy. it got cedar in there. and Then it's actually got a kick to it, too. So if you're not ready for it, it you know it'll get you. You know, and then once it got you, it's gonna get a good hold. Of
0: it, so. <laughs> have you? Uh, so when you're when you're, I mean, obviously, who doesn't love who doesn't love working or dealing with Terrence Riley, right? I mean, he's he's one of the most class dudes in the industry to work with, and you have this vast array now of tobacco that you can at your disposal and blends. You can go a whole probably a. You know, I mean I mean working with L Titan is amazing, but you know, when you're into the Agonorsa Leaf sort of realm, you know, a lot of opportunities begin to open up as far as blending is concerned. <coughs> did your how did your blending change uh when you started working with Terrence? Did you you know uh did you say, Hey man, like um just send me a bunch of stuff and like we go from there. Like how did it change once you started working with Agonor's leaf on the blends themselves?
1: Every, every cigar that I have, I picked out the wrapper, binder and filler. I never let a factory send me what they just rolled. I don't like doing that. Uh, You know, it just, it it takes the fun out of it, you know, because a lot of times I'm picking wrapper, binder, fillers and I'm experimenting with the with the combination to see what it's going to taste like. If it, if it, like I said, I smoke a lot, so I can tell a good blend from that. So, I like to put the things together myself so I can be able to say, I could sell this. If I feel like I sell it, I know that the masses are going to like it, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 El Titan uses a lot of agonists and tobacco as well. Yeah, they do, yeah. But... You know, but you know it's it's it was great to go to the quote unquote motherland to, to get it directly from there. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so the blending the blending for me didn't really change it just you know it just added in more validity with me that i now I know only got one historic factory now I got two,
0: yeah, I mean that's the tricky thing I think, Eric is like there's sort of like two sort of two major trains of thought as far as. Coming up with a new, a new blend, and that is, a uh, coming up with the blend that you love, uh, that the that the, the, the you know like for us like that's pretty much all we do is we go to whatever factory we're dealing with, whether it's Room One Hundred One brand or whether it's you know Protocol or whoever, it's coming up yeah. with a blend that we like, and then hoping that our you know fans like that, and then another sort of train of thought is. Hey, we know that there's this segment of the cigar premium cigar smoking hobbyist that likes a certain type of a blend, and so we're going to blend for that hobbyist. Now, it sounds to me and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is my question it sounds to me like you sort of blending for yourself, hey, I, I gotta love this thing, and I'm just going to blend it for myself, and I'm going to hope that that the fans out there, the Black Star Lion cigar, fans out there like it. Like I do. Is, is that the sort of the approach that you take?
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much on point. You know, like like I said, I, I like to think I have a great palate. So if I, if, if I like it, I know I could sell it. Like I sell infused cigars as well. And I, I use Agonosa tobacco for that as well. And I infuse everything here at the house. And I just can't bring myself to smoke. Them. <laughs> like it's just, I, Infused cigars just aren't my thing. So I have people come and smoke them for me, and let me know when they're ready and when they're fully infused and when they can, when they're ready to go. I used to taste test them, but I I switched the us from a, a robusto to a six x sixty, and it's just it's it's mind numbing for me even taste tested. So I let people that enjoy that type of thing smoke them for me, and then they um, they let me know if it's ready or not. So, but yeah, I I, I pretty much blend for myself, uh, based off my palate, and because if if I don't like it, I can't.
0: Right and and I think that's a, especially being a smaller brand like you are I think that's the way, that really is sort of the way to go because at least at this stage in in your brand's uh history and where you stand right now you have to be able to you know talk to shops talk to retailers online retailers or shops or whatever and and also sell them on your own you know website you have to be able to say like hey like you know, this, this is my thing. This is what what we like. This is what we're about. And maybe, you know, who knows in the, in the future, however, you know, your brand evolves that theoretically could change. It's already kind of changed. You just said with the, with the infused stuff, but as far as like the premium stuff, like, and that's the way I feel too. Like if, if I, I've got to like it, like I can't put it out if it isn't something that I personally can't, you know, recommend myself.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, And like I said, I had a long career at sales, so I didn't know in particular jobs, like say for instance, I used to be a pharmaceutical sales rep for Eli Lilly and I started off in the diabetes division and I was real passionate about that because there's a lot of black people that are affected by, and other people as well, but predominantly black people are affected by type two uh, diabetes. So I was selling diabetes medicine. I was real passionate about it and I was, I was in the top 1% of, of the sales, a force for, it, you know? And then uh, my contract was over, and they offered me a full-time job, but the full-time job was in the osteoporosis b- division, and I was just like, I wasn't feeling it. and They moved me to a whole different territory, and it, uh, and that's when I decided to go to law school because I just, I just I wasn't feeling the sales.
0: It's like diabetes. I'm all for diabetes. Osteoporosis, I, I just that's just not my thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it didn't relate to me. i was like I, I, I never personally I don't know anybody that has osteoporosis. But I know a right. bunch of people. They got right. diabetes, right. and I felt like I was doing more. health Right, than that the that diabetes division.
0: that totally. So. I can totally understand that thought process. You feel mm-hmm. some sort of personal connection to it, and that's mm-hmm. what kind of gets you fired up. And there's probably guys that are fired up about osteoporosis, and they're amazing at what they do. Now, Eric, from this point, um, I think we're we're getting close to you know the, the to where we are right now with with your brand as far as this history that we've discussed yeah. has gone along the way as you were developing these brands i'm I'm assuming you're sort of learning stuff like oh like you know this worked a little bit better this type of of a band on the cigar uh people responded to better are you kind of winging it or, or are you um looking for are you are you taking in the feedback or is it is it sort of mainly like you know, just you um evolving as as it happens, kinda of doing it by the seat of your pants, or how are you determining, you know, each sort of change? I can s I know I can I can just tell already that I'm smoking one that has a different I think it has a different band than you nor than you do now, maybe? Is this,
1: this Oh, you got the original version of Sun right. Grow Habano. I do. Yeah, that's the Toro. Right. Yeah, that's now the this this band yeah. has
0: changed, right? Like um,
1: Yeah. It yeah. changed. Um So the color scheme on that, I did that for police officers, blue and black. Then the other one I did was red and black. I did that for firefighters. The original band had embossed four stars on there. And those are the four stars that represent the Chicago flag. I thought it was a dope band until it actually came out. And then everybody was like, people kept asking, like, man, this cigar is good. But whose cigar is it? Because it has no (laughs) branding on it. Right, (laughs) right. So that made me change it to the second band. And this is still with El Titan. So the second band had the same color schemes, but it had the Black Star Line. uh, My secondary logo was on it. Right. So then I get a call from one of my good friends that owns a cigar line, and I got accused of copying his band. So I was just like, hmm. I was like, you can't really copy the color, bro. Mm I was like, the color is the same, but the band is not. Right. Like, this particular company has, those like, the bigger Camacho bands. Mm. And that band, the, the second the second band that I came out with was, was a smaller one. So I'll say, you know what, bro, I'll sell through this run this run, and I'll change it again. So what I did was I merged the first and the second band together, and that's the current band. That's that's now. So it's the, it looks almost identical to the band that you got on that cigar right now, but it has my secondary logo on it. So that's the current band for El Milagro.
0: I think that's a, um, that's a pretty cool little story, just what you just told in that. That does show how I mean, we've run into that type of stuff. Um, ourselves with canine. We you know, we we came out with canine with protocol and then turned out there was another brand that was called canine and the but the guy that, that did that brand, he was super cool, kinda like what you're saying. And he was like, Hey, you know, like I do own this he spelled he spelled it c A N I N E K Nine. Mm-hmm. We spelled it K9, you know, like that. And so it was right. different, but we, at the same time, we were like, okay, we'll never do this again. Sorry about that. But th- that does speak to this industry a little bit, right? Like the fact that, you know, guys, yeah, they're, they, they are a little bit maybe, um, you know, they want to keep their personal stuff that they've worked <laughs> hard on, but they, they'll work with you, too. They're not going to be like a total dick about
1: yeah. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only reason why I changed it is because we—I'm actually friends with the with the guy, and I was just like, "All right, bro, don't worry about it. <laughs> just no worries, no worries at all. I'll change it again." But yeah, well, like with the bands, I'm—I'm I'm, right now, I'm experimenting and trying to see what works and what doesn't. I take feedback and then I change it, you know. So if it needs to be changed, so because like actually, I'm—I'm I'm changing the band on the War Witch currently, because um, I don't. I don't like I like the color of it, but I don't like the way Woolwich is not right in the center of the of the cigar and it's more so for photographic uh uh, uh you know, for pictures and stuff, you because know? I wanted I wanted to be able to people to be able to see Warwick right in the middle of the cigar instead of having to turn it and, you know, and so you could see exactly was on the band. So I'm working I got I got somebody working on that for me and um and then with uh Lali Bella, uh the the idea on that band was for us to have the actual stone church. From Ethiopia on the band, and then and built in. And, and it looks like the Black Star logo is carved into the wall of the of the church. And it looked great on the picture, but when I actually saw it on the band, it's, it's almost like the band merges in with the cigar because it's a San Andreas rapper. So the, mm. the the rapper is dark, and the band is dark. So it kind of merges in. It doesn't look good enough for me in in the picture. So I'm, I'm having that change as well.
0: It's important nowadays, right, to have it look good. Uh, mm. In social media, right? Like that. Lo- I love Scott. that he brought it up. The visual yeah. presentation is key, and so many people yeah. overlook that. They they like what they saw, but it doesn't photograph well, and it gets lost right. in those photographs. And right now, social media visual presence. I mean, that's. Everything that's a big yeah. portion of like the up and coming yeah. industry. So I, I love that he's bringing it up that he notices that, that he has an eye. So you know, kudos to you. Yeah,
1: kudos. yeah. People, a lot of times they buy with their eyes, yeah, and they'll they'll buy a fantastic band and the blend will be trash, yeah, you know. So that's why I was like, okay, so I need to make sure I have a fantastic band on my, on my cigars, and then they then they they like the band and then they appreciate the blend. That's what I need them to do. You know, I don't want you to walk by my stuff because the band doesn't catch your eye. I need the, the band to catch your eye. I mean, you smoke it, and then that's when I got you. <laughs> that's <laughs> when I got you.
0: Now, Eric, uh, we spent some time together uh, at the dojo party here in the studio, and uh, then we spent some time together at the uh, hotel the night before Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. And you had a, a small team. It was you and Derek. Yeah. Who was the other gentleman's name? Cliff Cliff, who I think uh, Cassidy, my daughter accidentally grabbed Broke, his butt, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was really <laughs> it was awesome which is a funny yeah it was a, sort of a funny part of the night, but um, it 's cool like having that like I like what you 're doing because you you have uh, your your group of guys that you you know you have this sort of vision and this mission, and not besides besides making good cigars, which obviously that 's sort of like the main you know, your main goal, I'm sure, is to create really good cigars that you want to share with people and have them smoke and experience. But what other, you know, as far as, like, the Black Star Line brand, you know, do you have other, you know, sort of social, you know, commentary that you want to bring to the table that you want people to understand from from your team?
1: Um, well, we're, we're uh, going to come out with a Black Star Line foundation. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, and we're going to start that next year. And I you know, because tobacco is being so demonized now, and that I, to, for the life of me, I don't understand why. But I wanted to be able to use what I've done with just Black Star Line and start the Black Star Line Foundation, and, and you know, and, and help some people with it, so they can see that companies that sell tobacco, or in particular cigars, we're not doing anything evil or anything like that. You know, we're actually using some of the money to to help people. So that's one of the things that we got mm. coming up. Um, you know, of course, more blends. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm circling back with a. Uh, I got a I got a, a, a samples samples coming from El Titan de Bronze, so El Titan de Bronze, uh, and I'm looking to place an order for that uh, in January. So I'll be I'll be going back going back home and working with them. Awesome. Uh, come January. So.
0: Now, Eric. I mean, uh, yeah. uh. Real quick, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you have received along the way. You talked a little bit about Jonathan Drew. You talked about Sean Williams. You talked about Terrence. I always remember, and I'll talk a little bit so you can think about this question. My, my question is, what was the single best piece of advice you got along the way? And while you think, I can remember Jonathan Drew telling me at the uh, IPSPR show in New Orleans, he said, he said Eric, whatever you do, he said, I love the dojo, everything you guys are doing, but you've got to constantly be bringing fresh ideas and new stuff to the table because in this industry, it doesn't take long for you to sort of be, be forgotten. Like, you can be the hit of the party one day, and then a year from yeah. now, you know, you you lose favor. Not that you've done anything wrong, but, it you know, if you can't keep it fresh, keep it new. So that was my one piece of advice that I always remember as being, like, the best piece of advice I ever got. Can you think of, like, one uh, piece of advice that you've received along the way that was maybe the most helpful, beneficial to, to your, your mission in this industry?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, basically, uh, Sean Williams told me that you're not going to be able to please everybody. Mm. You know, there's going to be some people that just don't like your cigars and don't get offended by it, just keep, keep moving. And as long as I keep the ratio of, like, two people to 3,000, which that's pretty much what it is, <laughs> that's a great, great ratio. You know, uh, our, all our rec- uh, my whole catalog is well-received amongst the masses. And then you'll get a, a little sprinkle here and there and say, oh, yeah, I, wouldn't, I didn't really feel that, or, I, you know, Woolworths didn't really do much for me. Oh, that's fine, <laughs> you know, because there's, there's thousands of other people that are going to buy it, and, and they're going to keep this train going. And help me to uh, keep building Black Star lines so I can keep keep putting out good blends for the people.
0: Yeah, you know, I remember um, Eric. Uh, I got an email from a guy one time, and he was like, "Hey, why don't you, uh, you know, why don't you talk about? You, you guys are a media organization, Cigar Dojo. Why don't you talk about this brand more? Why don't you talk about that brand more?" And he was bringing up smaller brands. You know, why don't we? Why don't we discuss? Why don't we re- review these cigars or those cigars? And I remember the cigars he told me, thinking to myself like, I- I've barely even heard of these these brands. Like, they need to have some sort of buzz around them for us to give them attention. And I remember <laughs> saying to the guy, you know, they gotta they gotta at least be you know send out press releases occasionally. They have to maybe be at TPE or PCA. And and last year you guys were at TPE. And we interviewed you guys at TPE. Talk about the importance of those types of things, getting your name out. Like you can't just you can't just be a brand and uh, sell them on your own website without doing at least some of the steps to to get your name out there to to retailers yep. and to media guys like us. Like you do have to at least try to do some of this TPE PCA type of stuff. Um, so that your name does uh, filter out a little bit further t- it, to help the brand move along.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it's very important. Like I, I love social media because it's free, you know. So that's why I do I do a lot of photo shoots and stuff because I w- I want to make sure that the page is very interesting for people to look at. And when they're interested in the pictures, then they go to the link and they look at the cigars and then they see it's from Agonerso or L.T. and the And then they're like, oh, shit, it's not just great pictures. Then he's, if they know tobacco and they know factories, then they know this is from two different two two great factories. So that was very important. And like I said, to get the word out for reviewers to review the cigar and tell, and tell the masses what they think about it as, as a third party. That was fantastic as well. Um, what else do I do? Um, trying to think what else will I do besides that uh photo shoots. and then uh i, I I'm on Facebook all the time and I, and I'm commenting and i'm posting and 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 you know I make sure I interact with people uh i I joined barrel burners and that that really boosted us you know because a lot of people from barrel burners uh, they they buy from us and they and they help spread the word so it's it's all about word of mouth and 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 right. getting the word out that the that the cigars are good and it's not just some fly-by-night company to just win balsam bundles out of Orlando and, right. and put a band <laughs>
0: on it. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, folks, by the no way...
1: speaking that does
0: that. <laughs> speaking of that, you can earn your Black Star Line badge on the Dojoverse by checking into and smoking Black Star Line. So, uh, remember, you can, you can snag yourself a cool badge on Dojoverse.com uh, checking into these. Uh, Eric, um, mm-hmm. where can folks... Uh, get your cigars. I'm sure a lot of people watching right now want to try it, see what they're all about. How can we buy them?
1: Um, well, my website is blackstarline.shop. And then I'm carried in roughly 65 different lounges nationwide. Um, so there's a retailer page on on the site. So you can look and see what, what states we're in and see what lounges close, close to you. Uh, but if you don't have a lounge that's close to you, of course go to your your local lounge and tell them you you know you want black star line carry there and that that helps me out a lot um but you can always buy directly from me um cigarclub.com just bought a ton of War Witch for me today and they're getting ready to release that in their box uh this month and then uh black line uh luxuries there they uh they got some uh both versions of Warwish, the, the the original version and the dark War Witch. Uh, which is a crow ninety nine wrapper. um hmm. they they I'm shipping that out to them tomorrow so i I'm not sure what month they are uh, releasing that in their box, but uh, maybe December, maybe january I'm not sure but um yeah, you go to the retailer page on on our site blackstarline shop and it it shows all the different lounges that we're carrying in and I'm, I'm i'm i update it daily
0: now i always i always think to myself, Eric, you know where is the dojo gonna be in five years? where's the dojo going to be in 10 years you know where do we go from here will it be episode 750 yeah. and matt will be sitting with me because jordan had his 12th baby i don't know who knows <laughs> so so eric i'm just curious uh before we wrap this up where do you see black star line in five years where would you like to see it in 10 years what's the future of the company what do you what do you want to see happen where what, what's your goals
1: well, like I said, I'm I'm good friends with Skip and Mike from Roma Craft and I, I like what they're doing. They like to stay right around 250 accounts. So in five and ten years, that's what, exactly where I would like to be. Just a right at 250 accounts. That's that's manageable enough for me. Uh, and it, it, it'll it get the word out there about the blends and about me and about what we're doing. That'd that that'll be fantastic for me. Um, and then uh, I'm looking to work with some more factories. I got one that's uh, I won't release who I'm going to be working with, but it's coming next year, and that's going to be ah. a massive project.
0: Let me get. I, I, I let me let me try to guess. I'm going to say uh, uh, you, you you don't have to say anything. I'm going to say um uh, oh, I hear No, <laughs> <laughs> not to say that
1: I wouldn't work with. Well, that's not it. Though. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, that's AJ, my boy.
0: Aj Fernandez. Aj Fernandez. Okay, right. um, I don't know. We'll figure that out. He's gonna do. A, he's gonna do a Roma That's what he's gonna do. I'm gonna tell you right Ooh, now. I think you hit something. Oh, you see that, you guys? You see how I worked him? I I worked him because I worked. I worked him because I knew he wasn't gonna do Lizalona. I knew he wasn't gonna do AJ Fernandez. But boom, Roma That was it. Uh, just kidding. All right, uh, it's time for a Poddex question, Eric. We get these. This has nothing to do with us. We do They're not sponsoring the show. But every episode, we ask a single Poddex question. This question could be literally anything. And there's a question on every card. And once I ask this question to you, Eric, I will burn this card. No other guest in the history of Smoke Night Live will ever answer this question again. Matt, I'm going to right. p- let Matt pick out of this. Matt's going to pick the card. And I'm going to let Matt ask the question. Matt, you ask Eric the question. Okay. So, which band or artist, dead or alive, would play at your funeral? Oh, that is a good one. Which band or artist, dead or alive, would play at Eric Bay's funeral? That's a dark question, but I love it anyways. Wait, before before Eric answers, can I just answer? I I think so. (laughs) This would be horrible because I think all of the guests at my funeral would be, like, freaking out, but I would pick the Ramones. The Ramones would play at my funeral. Maybe they'd play Beat on the Brat or I Want to Be Sedated. I don't know. Eric, what band or artist, alive or dead, would you like to have play at your funeral?
1: Well, everybody that knows me personally, I am a huge KRS-One fan. So it would be krs one. Boom! Yeah, that was easy. you. You had that ready my to favorite go. Favorite rapper, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Favorite rapper. I mean, it secondary to that would probably be Wu Tang Clan.
0: Oh yeah, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. Hey Eric, is there any other, is there any cigars uh, outside of your brand? People love this question. Uh, every time that we have a show, they always want to know um, what other brands that sort of have you jazz. Have you smoked anything? You know, in the last six months or so that. Um, besides Black Star Line stuff that, um, that you said to yourself, wow, this is a, this is a freaking good cigar. Like anything, uh, jump out at you.
1: Um, I mean, like I said, I smoke a ton of different stuff from Roma Crowd, Tatawahe, my father. I mean, I smoke it all. One that's particularly sticks out in my mind is because I don't really care for, uh, like my palate really changed. So I don't really care for Dominican tobacco anymore, but, um, Paul Gamerian. I always mess up his last name. Mm-hmm. I think Gamerian. The Symphony Twenty. That one kind of stuck out to me because it, it it was it was really good to me. And you know, for a Dominican cigar, and I, that one, like, off to, that's the one that first comes to mind that that stuck out to me. You know, because mm-hmm. I I wasn't expecting it to be so flavorful from like Jump Street from from the light. You know, I was like, "Wow!" I am like, "Shit, it's a good cigar." You know, <laughs> but yeah, I, I smoke so much. Some, some of I smoke so much. Some of I just I forget about it, and it will be good, and I will still forget about it. You know,
0: it's it's tr- it's tricky, right? Like I'm the type of smoker, Eric, that I, I have a hard time. Like I mean, I, there's a, I have a few like in my stable that I smoke over and over again, but I'm I always looking for the next sort of new new thing. Like I have a hard yeah. time smoking the. The same thing again. Even when it's my own stuff, like I, I just have that. I just want to try. I want to see what these guys are doing, see what those guys are doing, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But hey, Eric, I gotta, I gotta tell you, man, we, we had such a great time hanging out with you, and
1: oh, thanks uh, to, for having me,
0: bro. Not only tonight, but um at the dojo party and and whatnot. We just, we, we really appreciate you guys and what you're doing. Uh, obviously, we're huge fans of Aganor Salief and what Terrence and the fellas. Paul and those guys are doing with that uh, Ganor Leaf and uh, uh, Sean is a great guy. Pretty much everybody you mentioned is, 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 is a, you know, also influenced us greatly. And if you guys are watching the show tonight or listening on podcasts later, give these guys a shot, uh, uh try some black star line stuff, order a five pack, um, get yourself some just to see, you know, you know, you know, try something new. It's good stuff. If you're a fan of Vatican and leaf, which I think most of the people on Dojaverse.com are, you're going to like this stuff um, because yeah. it's right in your wheelhouse. It's the same kind of stuff. So Eric, I, I just can't thank you enough for taking the time on a Friday night to uh, join us on smoking live, my friend.
1: Yeah, no problem. One more thing, bro. I got to tell you. So the most flattering thing I've heard since I've been in the business was, uh, me and Matt Booth became very good friends, and uh, we were in Vegas. And he he told me that a, a tear almost dropped out of my eye. He told me he was like, "Hey man, he was like, you're breathing life back into this industry, bro. He was like, we need you, and he was like, keep doing your thing, man. And he was like, anytime you need me, call me. So that 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 really coming from him, as long as he's been in the industry, man, that that really that really touched my heart. So yeah, he's we,
0: he, you know, it's funny because he has this persona, right? Like he has this crazy persona. And everybody, you're never sure what you're gonna get with him. Um, but he really does get it, and he really does care. And he and and that, you know, that fact that he he reached out to you that in that way that probably really meant a lot to you, man.
1: Yeah, it did. It did. It just, yeah, And we, you know, we we're good friends, man. And we we did an IG live a few months back, and it was probably the craziest thing I've done in a long time. <laughs> and he thought he was gonna shock me because I know he's crazy as hell but he didn't know I was going to shock him right back. <laughs> 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 so he was like, oh, he was like, I rock with you, bro. He was like, I'm with you. He was like, whatever you need, man, let me know.
0: Yeah, he's, he's something else. Hey, uh, thank you, Eric. Uh, folks, uh, give him a shot. Uh, uh, pick up some Black Star Line stuff. Um, I highly recommend. I'm smoking this right now. I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of this tobacco anyway, so the, you're not going to go wrong with this stuff. Um Thank you so much, Eric. Hey, folks, on Wednesday night, um, coming up, uh, don't go away, Eric. We'll talk to you after the show. On Wednesday night, uh, Flavor Odyssey, we're going to have a special guest, Bobby Newman from J.C. Newman. I'm Bobby freaking Newman. I mean, he's one of the industry legends. We'll be on Flavor Odyssey on a Wednesday night and we're going to be talking about the horse soldier bourbon it 's a really cool bourbon project we 'll explain it all on um, some it 's some soldiers from uh, that uh, fought in Afghanistan and they came out with the bourbon line so we 'll be pairing some j c Newman stuff with some of their bourbon with robbie and randy it 's going to be a good time um, so make sure to tune in Wednesday night as far as tonight goes. Uh, guys, we're going to be on the Dojoverse all night long. Check into your favorite cigars. Especially, uh, I'm going to be checking into uh, my s- Black Starline cigar as soon as I get off the show. Mm-hmm. I'll be checking into that because I think I've I i think I've earned level one. i got to earn level two of this badge, Matt. Yes. So we'll, we'll be checking into that. I want to thank uh, Matt for producing tonight in lieu of Jordan. Thank you, Matt, for that. I want to thank Scott for joining us, uh, as always. Scotty, thank you so much. Folks... Hang tonight. tonight. Do some now playing. Share what you're drinking. Share what you're smoking on the verse. Until next week, remember, never Never smoke smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next week. And then I got to start the commercial because (laughs) Jordan is not producing. Sorry. (laughs) There we go. Good night. (laughs)